The CFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash sgp and of course make sure to check out our new discord server we're serving it up over there cfl style spring sports but still you can find our cfl talk over there it's a perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire sgpn crew just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord We are here and back for another exciting week of three down football. It's the CFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is CFL Jim. I am Rod Gomez, your host. Uh, man, Jim, last week gave us some insane amount of action. And man, it's only week five. It's only been five weeks. <laughs> Uh, already on week six it's crazy it is and there were only three games last week and yet we still had some of the most entertaining i think football we've had maybe the scores didn't reflect it but there was a lot of entertaining football to be had last week there was a lot of entertaining football to be had there was a lot going on and now in week six a bunch of teams look completely different than they did even one or two weeks ago it's wild we were talking about a lot of these teams especially in the futures episode and what we expected out of them and now I think we're really starting to see just uh, a lot of different uh, storylines taking place. And, of course, some of the big ones that we'll talk about as we go through are injuries. Uh, there's just a lot of uh, – there's a big trade that just happened as well uh, that, that we'll talk about, you know, coming up here uh, as we recap the games and or actually set up the games. But, yeah, I mean, you talk about scores. Calgary beat the Elks 49-6 to last week. Uh, the, the Red Blacks kept it close. Uh, they lost to the, well, close, I say, but, you know, close enough. Uh, that was, like, I think I'm going to give the Red Blacks and the Lions a pass. Like, the Red Blacks were competitive. They looked good. But I, I said it in in a show earlier, and I'm, I'll say it here now. When the Rough Riders are on, like when Cody Fajardo is on and the Rough Riders are playing at their best, I think they can beat anybody. And and believe you me, I mean, that's what really ended up happening. 28-13, to 13, the Red Blacks, of course... Jeremiah Masoli going down. We'll, we'll touch back on that after coming around. Yes, that was huge. Will. Absolutely huge. And then, of course, Winnipeg just really brought the Lions back down to earth. Two undefeated teams entered. Winnipeg leaves with the undefeated record, 43-22 to against the Lions. We kind of called it, though, right? We did. We called that one. Um, I also think I'm going to give the Lions a little bit of a pass. That offense is still really good. I think if they didn't get out to the start that they did in that game, like Winnipeg just came out and just – they alphaed them from the get-go. I think if if that kick return doesn't go for a touchdown, I think BC might still... It might have been more competitive. You want to talk about getting your cage rattled right out of the jump, man. Watching Grant just squirt by you. Like, just to open the game, you didn't even get to see anything happen other than Grant return the ball for the length of the field for a touchdown to start the game. That's demoralizing on any level. Yeah, it just takes, it takes you out of the game right away. And... 
It does two. It does three things. Takes the home team out of the game. Like you're just like, oh god, what the hell just happened? Now we're already playing catch up, and not even an offensive play has happened in this game. The away team now they're feeling themselves. They're like Winnipeg's just all in the zone at that point. They're playing with reckless abandon, and. I think for a game like that, like the home crowd in British Columbia was hype. They're going to get hype for that game. It's the two best teams right now. That takes the wind out of the sails almost immediately. Yep. And and really, to be honest with you, BC needed to go through something like this. Like they, their start to the season was fantastic, and they need to figure out now how to overcome adversity. They're going to have a week to think about it. Rick Campbell's going to have a week to coach these guys up to tell them how to get back to steam because now we have a full four-game slate, and only the Lions are on by. I think that offense is still going to prove to be maybe like the best offense throughout the whole season. Mm -hmm. They're so good. And we'll have a chance to talk about them next week and their DFS plays as well in the next episode. Uh, not after, not this week, but the next week. But let's go ahead and start breaking down some games, shall we, Jim, and give out some bets. It starts Thursday night football. I still love when the CFL season and the CFL week kicks off on Thursday night. It's just so beautiful. It's so nice. It's so nice to get Thursday night football. I also, I'm just going to be honest, I kind of appreciate having a Sunday to just not deal with football. Like, the USFL is done. I'm not watching that anymore. Uh, the NFL is not here yet. So I have free Sundays for a, for a nice window. It's nice. I appreciate that the CFL doubles up on Saturday and wraps it up with a nice bow. Yep, and it's true because now they, I mean, obviously they don't want to, they don't want to interfere, they don't want to try to compete with the NFL, so they did this anyways. Even early in the season, they're still in the mindset. Now, of course, later on in the season, they're going to get Sunday games as well, but uh, those are few and far between. Usually, you get a Thursday through Sunday, or a Saturday, and you're all set, so... Yes, kudos to Thank the schedule. Thank you, CFL. Thank you, CFL. But it kicks off on Thursday, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern time. You can pick your time zone in between. But it is the 6.30, Edmonton. 6.30, best time zone, central. <laughs> Boom. Nope, 4.30 kick, because I'm done. By 7.30, <laughs> I can still I can still party uh, till 8.30, which is you know when I tend to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> it is the Edmonton Elks taking on the Montreal Alouettes. It is in Montreal. Uh, it, it look the Edmonton Elks. We've said it already. They are struggling. They are a struggling team, and now they're struggling even more because Trey Ford got injured. We're still not necessarily sure of his standing. Uh, but they also just dealt backup Nick Arbuckle to the Ottawa Red Blacks, who he was with two seasons ago. Never played a snap for them. Now he's going to probably factor in to the starting mix with Jeremiah Masoli out. So we'll talk about that when we get there. But how much of an impact maybe now, Jim, your man, Tyler Cornelius, or Taylor Cornelius, may be the starting quarterback for the Elks this I week. really hope he is. The corn dog himself. So that... The uncertainty with Edmonton's quarterback situation right now kind of hangs in the air. I think Taylor Cornelius is good enough to get the start. I think he's good enough to get it done. Love the guy. He showed promise in the XFL two years ago. He looked really good for the Tampa Bay Vipers. I think he could look good in the CFL. There's a lot of unknown. On the other side of the ball, what's going on with Montreal? <sighs> yeah, you were talking about it in the Discord channel a little bit. What is going on with Montreal? Like, I, yeah, They seem... I, I have talked about it week in, week out. They seem to be like the most unlucky team in the CFL this year, just like snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, which some of that is coaching. Some of that is probably coaching, but they they dominated the first time they played the Rough Riders, who I think were both kind of in the vein that like 
the Rough Riders are in that topper echelon of teams. Like maybe they're not Blue Bombers or BC levels. I don't know. They haven't played, but they're like right up there still, in my opinion. And that was the only game where they really got outplayed. Was the second time they played. I thought Montreal was on a pretty nice little upper upwards trajectory, and then all of a sudden they go and fire their coach in DC. You know, the thing about it is that William Stanbeck getting hurt in the first game of the season, I think really changed the look of that offense. I know they still had Vernon, Matt, Vernon Adams. I know Eugene Lewis is still a fantastic receiver, but William Stanback was the guy last year. And he was kind of, other than Vernon Adams, what made that offense go. Losing him was kind of a, a big blow. And, and yeah, Jeshron Antry came in and had that gigantic 70-yard run. But since then, it's been crickets for the running game, which is difficult to win with. Uh, and even though they did it against the Rough Riders the first week, they figured out the second week that once they figured out how to stop the, the Alouettes, that was it. It was, but like, it's insane to me you fire your coach four games into a season. <laughs> well, Kahari Jones, yeah. Again, it was a popular pick, too. A couple of years ago when he came on board, everybody was excited. Obviously, the long CFL pedigree with Kahari and you know, him being in Montreal was was a boost, but now we're starting to see the downside of it. Elks come into this game one and four. Alouettes come in one and three. It's it's a battle of of teams that need to figure something out quickly, or else they're going to fall pretty far out of the playoff hunt. And the scores actually the books WinBet actually has this uh, with Alouettes as over a touchdown favorite at minus seven and a half. That's a kind of a big line. Uh, they have the money line from the Owls at minus 315. If you want the Elks piece of it, it's plus 250. Uh, the over-under on this is 48 and a half. Both of them set at uh, minus 110. But Jim, minus 7 and a half, that's, that's a little bit of disrespect on the Elks, huh? That sounds crazy to me. Like, yes, the Elks, their last couple games have looked really bad. Not actually just their last game. They, have, they still have a win under their belt. Yeah, that was with Trey Ford, but... I think Taylor Cornelius, if he gets the start, is good enough to win this game. Montreal seems to be in a weird situation. I don't know what's going on there. I don't trust them over 7.5. I'm, I'm going to love taking the Elks here. Plus 7.5. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that money line. Yeah, I'll definitely take the the plus 7.5. I mean, you throw out the game against this uh, the Rough Riders in Week 3, you look at what they did in week one. They lost to Calgary uh, by seven points. I mean, by three points rather. That was that that game that came down to the final field goal, and then turned around and played Toronto to a one point standstill, uh, losing that one as well. They they lost by twenty one to the Riders the next week. So again, you throw out that one win. Those three losses have been kind of monumental. And you know, the Elks, on the other hand, they, they played some pretty tough games. They did beat Hamilton 29-25 uh, to 25 in Week 4. Uh, they only lost to Calgary by a, uh, by a touchdown, so they covered the spread in Week 3. Really, you toss out the Edmonton game, or the Saskatchewan game, where they lost by 10, and of course that Week 1 debacle. I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. They're slowly improving their, their play. Now, they got heart. They got heart. They got hurt, but they've also may have Tyler Cornelius or at the very least, uh, uh, not Trey Ford because they won't have Trey Ford, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they play this for sure. I, I just, tr I trust the Elks more. They're playing with heart Montreal. 
I feel like once you fire your coach this early into the season, you're kind of like just punting on the season. Yeah, you're kind of giving it up. And and to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't. I kind of don't know why either. You're right. It just they have too many talented players on that team to actually. Uh, it baffles me. Throw their hands up in the air, right? It does. It's baffling. I I don't know why they would do it. Um. So yeah. All right. So we're on. We're both on the Elks plus seven and a half. I just don't feel like a touchdown is is yeah. I think the Elks can and still take, keep it close. I'll take the money line too. So you think the Elks going to win outright? I think I think the Elks can win outright. I think Montreal, with all the controversy and the weird stuff going on, I think the Elks have a deal. Maybe okay. Just a caveat, uh, warning, blinkers to everybody. I am a big Taylor Cornelius fan. I do think he can get it done. Uh, well, I mean, he did in in the XFL. We said that already. So it'd be Kyle Loxley also. Uh, just just keep that name in mind if it's, they decide to roll him out. But I, I think this it's got the Cornelius. caveat. I'm I'm basing all this. If Taylor Cornelius gets the start, he will do to the Elks what he did to the Tampa Bay Vipers. Put them on a winning trajectory. If you guys remember that XFL season, once he got the start, that season started to turn around for the Vipers. This season is going to start turning around for the Elks. Same color scheme. Everything's lining up. Well, Cornelius did not do too bad last year anyways with Edmonton. He, he played in 14 games. He had 143 completions for 1,795 yards, nine touchdowns. Only problem was his 13 interceptions. But, you know, he, he did he did all right when he came in and played last year. I think I, I trust him. I, I'm just flat out. Big fan. Trust him. I just hope the Elks, uh, with him there, they start playing a very up-tempo pace of play, which I think works for the CFL. His style of wanting to, like, the way he wants to play works for the CFL. I'll back you on the money line. I'll back you on that plus 250. I just think, a little, just a sprinkle. Yeah, just, just a sprinkle. Just something in there. This uh, is a great, like, situational spot, too, because Montreal, we don't even know, and then, like, you're getting a good number. You're getting a great number. Uh, I'm, I'm, look, I'm all over this under. 48 and a half. This is the highest point total on the slate. These two teams can put up points, but just like you had said, Jim, both of them, Chris Jones was telling uh, Arbuckle to play DB. <laughs> all, uh, all, uh, I saw, I saw, I don't know how true that, that meme was, but uh, I, I did dug a little bit. Like, remember when uh, um, uh, Deron Carter went and switched to DB? Uh, they were saying, hey, Arbuckle, why don't you go ahead and play DB? But yeah, I mean, this team, Chris Jones is not having this team in the right direction either. And I think under 48 and a half might be the play. I'm going here. I think so. So the trend of the Alouettes games and the overs, everything but week two, I think it's the, the over is hit in their games, but it's never really been their fault. It's been the other teams like scoring like a bunch, like week one, obviously it was close 57 points, but weeks three and four, I, I don't know. This is, I might stay away from this total. It's it's fishy to me. God dang it! I yeah. kind of want to bet the under two, <laughs> but something's telling me that like I'm walking into a trap doing that. It's like a this is like a two star uh, suggestion. Like if you yeah if you can stay away from it, stay away from it. But we're we're both if you're going to bet, I, I think betting the under. It, no, don't go crazy on it. Let's just the put the crazy it that way. thing is though like. This is where I'm at right now. You talk to me in a day. You talk to me to the day of. I might be on the over at that point. Like I could be sweat. Like this is probably stay away. This something's something smells fishy to me. Uh, well, well, I mean, I don't know. Anything can and will happen in the CFL, and there we've seen some wacky stuff going on. So I don't know. Uh, I, but uh, yeah, for me, I just feel like this might be an under. Not much under. I think, uh, 
it also might be because I got bit last week. I bet unders last week and the overs hit like crazy. Oh, they got yeah. Only three games and it was just like popcorn. Everything was going off. Uh, speaking of going off, <laughs> this is the next game we cover. Holy cow! Two unbeaten teams again. We're we're having unbeaten teams back to back. Six weeks into the season, Friday night football. It's Friday night, you know, July the 15th, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 uh, Eastern, 7.30 in the best uh, time zone over there, right? 6.30, whatever it is. It'll be 7.30. Yeah, it'll be 7.30. It is the Calgary Stampeders taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who all of a sudden figured out that they were a good enough team to just start stomping everybody, and uh, they're going to try to do that against Calgary. But listen... That's going to be tough sledding for these guys. This is going to be probably the marquee game. I know that we said that BC was the marquee game, but this game, I think, is the marquee game. You really have two heavy hitters. In this game, Calgary is the underdog at plus four. Their money line is at plus 165. Over under in this one is 46 and a half. And then if you want the bomber side of the action, it is... Not that bad, actually, at minus 200, so it's not necessarily considered a gigantic blowout, but Jim, this one is going to be one of two things, I think. Is it either going to be a gigantic defensive battle because we know the Bombers have a fantastic defense and Stamps can hold their own, or we're going to see fireworks all night long because the Stampeders just came off of a game where they're probably still scoring right now, 49-6 to against the Elks last week, and Boy, for fantasy purposes, they blew up the the scoreboard. So, and Winnipeg scored forty three. We'll 43. talk about a bunch of that in the fantasy ones because we have some players and some stuff to tout. Uh, Calgary money line, book it. Calgary money line, book it. You think this book is the it. week that I'm the taking it. that the letdown for the Blue Bombers here? Like that was BC was red hot. Winnipeg comes in, just lays the wood out, just dominates them. Like, yes, I think BC got off to a bad start, but Winnipeg just comes out. They're, like, the defensive line for Winnipeg is, like, jawing at people. They're laughing, having a great time. Zach Kolaros is the clutchiest he's ever been, just winning. Calgary got it done against the Elks. Maybe a letdown spot for them, too. But I feel like the fact that they dominated a team that's bad, I, st- I-, I want to take Calgary here. Money line. I think this is I think this is a game that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers they're not overlooking. I mean nobody ever overlooks a game against another unbeaten team, but I think they are so secure in their in their where they're at right now. You know, 5 games into this this season that yeah, I think this might be a get right game. I don't know that any team's going to ever go undefeated uh, that we'll see this in, in the Calgary came close a few times, but I don't think we're going to see it, and this could be the week. I, I agree with you. I think this might be a week where the Stamps can get the better end of the Bombers, and it's just because there's grit. And to be honest with you, it's because the Stamps have a running game, and that is something... A good one. A good running game. That is something that the the uh, Bombers don't have. They can't control the clock the way the Stampeders can. They can't, and I think like both these defenses have proven to be really good. Like obviously, the Bombers, in my opinion, still probably have the best defense in the CFL. But the Stampeders have a dang good defense on their own. They've proven that week in and week out. I think I'm still I'm, I am going to take the over. I think that scenario happens in this one. I do think like both these quarterbacks can ball out, quote unquote, ball out. Bowley, if I'm like he doesn't he doesn't ever he's not flashy. He's never flashy and. 
I, I tweeted this out, and I, I'll, I'll mention this here. He always looks, whenever they pan the camera to him, he always looks like he just got scared. Like someone just showed him like a very scary picture. <laughs> uh, maybe it's a picture of him losing. Maybe maybe that Possibly, scares him. Possibly, but he, he always looks like he just got startled constantly. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that as well. The over, I de- have 46 and a half. I'm not even sure why the either. I mean, maybe the defenses are bad for the Elks and the Alouettes, and they think that the offenses are going to put up a lot of points. But this are, these are two teams where... You know, the defenses could come up to show, but 46 and a half, that's just 23-24. And that's, even even that's, the good defenses that they are, they'll give up that. That's well within their range. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not even scared off by that at all. So, uh, yeah, okay. So that is the Stamps uh, plus four and plus 165 on the money line. And, of course, over 46 and a half for those of you keeping score. I, I'm telling you what, though. I'm really looking forward to this game because this this is going to be. I have a feeling we're going to see this again uh, in the postseason, especially. I I am very much in agreement with you there. Yeah, this is going to be a game that you need to circle on the calendar because when we're starting to talk about, even if you're putting futures out later on, you know, we'll talk about futures maybe down the road a few more. We'll we'll check in on on how they look and and maybe update them some. But yeah, I mean, this is a marquee matchup. It's going to be full of of good stuff going on. Great fantasy players to talk about when we talk about DFS in the next episode. So, yeah, lots of good stuff to come out of that. Going to be a banger. Going to be a banger. All right, let's break down the other two games when we get back from the break in second down. But first, let's tell you about WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. You want the ultimate fantasy football experience? Yeah, you do. Bet $500 or more on Sports or Casino before July 31st and you can get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club. It includes a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Go ahead and throw multiple entries out there. It is allowed. So much to choose from. All you got to do is download that WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough. WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Let's move on to Sleeper. It is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players like me, like Jim. I know you're already using it and you probably already have several fantasy leagues on there. I know I'm hot and heavy in the Scott Fishbowl League draft right now on Sleeper. I am already 14 rounds in on this and I love my team. I love Sleeper because it is a game-changing product and it is unlike anything else in the industry. And now... Not only can you draft, but you can also make money on Sleeper, too, by playing their new over-under game. It is super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like. Pick the over-under, for example, number of points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. And the main reason that I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing right now. Yeah, seriously. Download the Sleeper app. Play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money over there on your mobile phone. You can join our listener group at sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad. 
Get the 100% deposit bonus match over there at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. If you didn't know, we've made the switch from Slack. We are now on Discord. Go make sure to check out the new Discord server. We've got all the different channels that you want. There are channels for literally everything. I implore you not only to go check out the new spring football channel, but go check out the fat guy aisle. It's a pretty interesting conversation over there. Jim, what are you thinking of this this new Discord? What do you think of the Fat Guy Isle? So, I I mean, Fat Guy Isle, was, uh, that was a Slack channel I followed, too. It's great. Uh, great movie recommendations. It's fantastic. I, I, I'm i a big Discord guy. It, to me, it's it's nice to be able to just... It's easier to pull up a tab. It's nice. It, it makes it easy to, like, voice chat with people, too, and just jump in on rooms. Love it. It's, it's a fun community. I'm a part of it. It's great. And you just plop it in right there on your on your desktop, on your phone. It's easy. It's breezy. It's about dang time. <laughs> it's so great. glad we're on Discord. I'm so glad we're on Discord now. Seriously. And again, there's, there's a channel for everything. There's a channel for everything. So make sure you get down there. Check it out. Sweat some bets with us, the entire SGP and crew. Go to sportsgallypodcast.com slash Discord and join discord family speaking of discord we were talking a little bit about uh, that montreal game so head over to the discord spring football channel get in on what we were talking about our, our resident canadians uh joel meyer is in there talking stuff too so um yeah we've, we've even got canadian points of view in that channel yeah and like if you jump in on the spring football channel you'll get takes and commentary that you don't find anywhere else. It is true. We try to cover it, but the episodes would be six hours long, and you guys would probably tune out after 20. In fact, thank you for even listening this far to this show. We appreciate you, and we appreciate you listening every single week, making this one of the more successful shows on the network. So, with that being said, let's go to Saturday, Jim. Let's talk about the red-hot Saskatchewan Rough Riders taking on the Toronto Argonauts. Explain to me this why the riders are only three-point favorites in this. And not just that, why is the three-point favorite at plus 100 over there with our buddies on WinBet? I'm seeing that, uh, and I am also, I'm a little confused. Generally, in my opinion, the Rough Riders have a tough time stringing three really good games back-to-back-to-back. It's just, that's a historical thing. They, 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 they don't go on streaks. They're usually flip-floppy. The Argos seem like a mess, however. And I don't know what's going on with them. I, I'm i I'm sticking to my guns. Unless the Argos start Swag Kelly. I'm done with this team. I'm done. The Rough Riders, to me, are trying to break into that upper echelon. They want to prove a point. They want to dominate teams like the Argos, at least the way the Argos are looking now. I'm all over this minus three. Maybe it's a trap, but I think the Rough Riders are going to try and make a statement. Yeah, I'm not seeing the the path for the Argonauts. I mean, the Argonauts are one and two right now, right? And, and that's, that's again, they're leading the East. They got so lucky in that win. They got so lucky. Very much so. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they are one and two. They are first in the East against a Western team, four and one, that has looked convincingly good. And, and good without... When they lost their their running back, William Powell, Jamal Morrow just stepped in and said, okay, I'll take this. Cody Fajardo has been 
good Cody more than he's been bad Cody, and those receivers are tearing it up. The, the receivers are so good. And even when, like, they've looked rough at points in certain games, like, even in their wins, they've looked rough at some spots. Like, they didn't have a great run game to start the season. This defense is fantastic. This These receivers are dynamic. And, God dang it, I'm, I'm being sucked right back into Cody Fajardo. <laughs> He's sucking me right, right when I'm out. They pull me back in. I'm all over this Rough Riders team. Give uh. me the Riders minus three. Give me the over 45. Yeah, so 44 and a half. I think half. the Riders get there by themselves. Yeah, I, I think so too over the Argonauts. And this is not a pretty Argonauts team, like we said. It's just not. Um, the the money line for the Riders are at minus 145. If you are brave enough to take the Argos, it's it's only plus plus 125. I just don't know, Jim, what, what they're seeing. And the Argonauts have put up three points against BC. The Argonauts, who put up 22 against Winnipeg, which was fine, but... You know, again, it's not it's nothing to and they only beat the and, Montreal Alouettes by a point. And BC's defense, like I BC's a great team. Like it's they they are a great team. They're having a fantastic season so far. It's all on the offense. That defense is like whatever. Yeah. And and it's just again, it's just not gonna be I don't think this is even gonna be minus I'd probably take it even up to minus five if I if the line moved that much. I don't think it's going to, but I, the only thing is because it's minus three plus 100, it feels fishy in some regards, but I, I don't understand how I don't take this. Yeah, and we're taking the over on this, I'm sure. Over 44 and a half is what, what I'm looking at right now. I think the writers get there by themselves. I yep. think the writers could score 50. Yeah, this is definitely a game where, <laughs> yeah, it, it really could, and it could because it, we've seen all facets of this Rough Riders offense and the defense is able to to take advantage of things 41 points against the owls right the the eastern team that they met last yeah the the red blacks held them to 28 but you know the red blacks defense was playing pretty stingy all day long and then even so the the riders didn't need to do much anyways offensively because they already had the red blacks tails tucked between their legs especially with masoli getting injured late in that game yeah that was like a very defensive battle like the rough riders defense really showed in both positive and negative, what they're about. Um, if I think this team, they're, 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 I'm going to say it again. They're trying to break into that upper echelon. They want to be thought of this season with the likes of the blue bombers. And you do that by dominating a team like the, how the Toronto Argonauts look right now. Yep. And let, let's just be said that this game is actually going to be played not in Toronto. It's not a home game for Toronto. In fact, not that it would matter. No, Touchdown Atlantic, ladies and gentlemen. We get to play in Nova Scotia this week. We get to watch the uh, game be played from Wolfville. That is where Acadia University, Raymond Field, uh, 10,000 fans in Nova Scotia for the first ever CFL regular season game in Wolfville. So maybe that's just what the riders need. There should be watermelons all over the place there, yeah? I would think so. I think the, this is going to be a very writers-focused crowd. I like that they're dipping their toes in, get, getting that feel. I'm loving it. I, I'm ready for some touchdown Atlantic. It's always good when the CFL is a true coast-to-coast-to-coast -to -coast -to -coast league. So um, yes. hopefully, hopefully we start to see more and more and more activity toward a 10th team, and we get to watch some Atlantic, uh, some Atlantic football. So. All right, we're going to take the minus three. We're going to take that at plus 100 if you can find it. Grab it now. I don't, I don't know that that's going to stay plus 100 the whole time. Do you? I don't know that it's going to stay minus three. 
<laughs> this is true. <laughs> Touche. Uh, yeah, grab that now. This is early enough in the week to do it. Minus 145 if you want the money line, which I'm sure you do. And then, of course, over 44.5. That's at minus 110. So, you know, again. I I honestly also like the money line for parlay reasons because it's good odds for a team I think that it's like I'm locking up as a win. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If we parlayed both of those, it comes to plus 221. So you parlay the spread and the money line, then you get plus two twenty one. Even better odds. And like as a favorite, because I like the I like the dogs in the last two games. I love this favorite so much. So indeed. Uh, okay, let's move over to my just god uh, of the Ottawa Red Blacks <laughs> as they take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, Jim, can you, you gotta be? I'm sorry, man. So. The football messiah, Jeremiah Masoli, out for, like, most of the season now. It sucks. I'm sorry that happened. It, How are you feeling right now? Like, where is where is this Red Blacks? Where's the vibe right now? I'm telling you right now, check on your Red Blacks, friends, because they're not okay. Uh, we were so hopeful once the announcement made that Masoli was coming over to the team. And hopeful the first couple of weeks as we watched them play, uh, just that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to almost a standstill for the first two weeks in the season. It wasn't as if we were getting blown out and we there was hope. There was hope heading into week f- the, the bye week. There was hope heading into week four. And now that hope is just shattered. And here we are picking up the pieces. We have Caleb Evans, who's probably going to make the start this week against the Ticats because I don't know that Arbuckle is going to be ready to go. I don't think he's going to be ready to play right out of the jump. He may have to sit a week uh, depending on what he's got to clear picking up the playbook that fast. I don't know. I mean, Lapo's good, but I don't know that he's good enough to teach Arbuckle the entire playbook in week the first week of, well, the first three days, rather. He's in the city. So, yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a very ugly rest of the season again. See, you say that, but also the start of their season was so brutal. So they played Winnipeg twice, BC, and the Rough Riders. I think we both have those three as the top three teams. Easily. Pretty easily. The only one they're missing is Calgary. They only haven't played Calgary. They like Yes, Mussoli is good. He's really good. He's great, in fact. I think this Red Blacks team could still be feisty. I think they could still be pretty good. Like their their schedule kind of opens up a little bit. I think they could still have kind of a decent season. Well, they'll it's have a test. The they'll have a test. I mean, this will this will be the game, right, to determine whether or not what this Red Black team is going to look like without Masoli. Because this is the battle. We have the battle of the of the undefeated, but now we have the battle of the winless teams, where Ottawa goes into the hammer to take on the zero and four Tiger Cats. And this is it, Jim. Most if ever- disappointing team of the year, by the way. Oh, easily the the East champions, the reigning East champions. It's just. How, or, you know, or at least the Eastern repre- uh, representatives of the of the Grey Cup. It's just, yeah, they've they've come out to an absolute flat start with Dane Evans at the at the helm. Yeah, I don't. This Hamilton team, I am all the way out on. But like for the Red Blacks, their upcoming games against Hamilton, Toronto, and Montreal, I think they could win all three. I think they could very they could actually win them. I I actually like Toronto plus the points here. You, Ottawa? Oh, sorry, I, sorry, Ottawa, Ottawa. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, I just said Toronto because they're playing. Them. I like Ottawa plus the points here. No, it's funny because it's like, yeah, well, I'll take Toronto in this game as well. Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> no, so here's the thing. And and I'm I'm as much as I am saying that it's going to be ugly, six and a half for these two teams does feel a little bit not right to me. And I, I still feel like Ottawa may if, if Caleb Evans does end up putting uh, or, or getting into this game. He's not without a certain level of success. Uh, he did come in last season and sort of hold down the the fort for the the Red Blacks. And, and there is potential for him to be able to get it done. You look at what he did. One of his best games of the season last year was against Toronto, where he had 334 yards. But he only threw or he only threw or he threw three interceptions rather. Um, he did have a three-touchdown game in his very first game when he started against Edmonton. But, you know, after that, it was a slew of 125 yards, no touchdowns. 145 yards, one touchdown. 138 yards, no touchdowns. 137, one touchdown. So, if this game should not be high-scoring, in my opinion. And I don't think it will be. Exactly, which is why I think this is going to be Ottawa plus six and a half. I love the plus six and a half. I think... I talked about it with Montreal, but talking about snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, Hamilton has been in a position to win a couple games this year, and they've just they've this the halftime adjustments they make are just awful. They like they seem to be two different teams. They're like the Jekyll and Hyde of the CFL. They're terrible in the fourth quarter. They just fall apart. Which I'm is all over Ottawa. Which is evident by their 29-25 defeat uh, by the Edmonton Elks, which was the Elks' only win of the season. So, um, are you taking the are you taking the money line, Jim, at plus two twenty for the Red Blacks? You're damn right, I am. Look at that. He had to lean forward in his seat for that. So you're not only taking the six and a half. I feel as a Red Blacks fan, I should take this this money line as well. So you know what, Jim. I- I will. I'll go froggy with you, and I'll jump. I love the Red Bulls. I am on every single dog except the Rough Riders this week. Lord help me. If I win all these bets, I'm going to go tout crazy next week. Steak dinners all around and the Lord of the Dogs for for CFL Jim. Oh, boy, baby. Watch (laughs) out. So the plus six and a half, though. Look, and this is the thing. The books books agree that plus six and a half is the right call. Uh, They are juiced at this at minus 105. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they they think the the Tiger Cats are going to get it at minus 115. So never mind. Uh, they're giving you better at the minus 105. So yeah, take that plus six and a half. What about Definitely the under? Take that. You taking the over? The under on this one, 44 and a half. I am, is the, t- I am taking the under. Here. You're taking I, the under. <laughs> this is going to be a very ugly game, I think. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. I mean, and look, both of these defenses. We just talked about how Hamilton's defense hasn't been exactly what it is, but they've been playing some pretty good offenses as well, uh, and, and they're not going to be they're necessarily. Feisty. They are. They're feisty, but they're they're playing a Red Blacks team that again get up to the twenty, get up to the thirty, kick a field goal, get up to the twenty, get up to the thirty, kick a field goal. They did it again, and and they can't win games like that. So it's it's not easy. They can win this game like that. <laughs> hey, they, they ha- can win this game like that. Oh yeah, I stand corrected. They actually did do that once with Lewis Ward kicking every field goal under the sun. So. Hamilton's so bad offensively. I don't know, man. I I thought Dane Evans would be way better. Ah, uh, that's what Hamilton thought too, which is why they let Masoli go. So, yeah, that's that's really what it is. Uh, all right, we're gonna step away. Come back for third down. We're gonna give you, as we always do, some of our favorite bets in this game. But let's step away for a second and tell you about coffee drinking. You do it. I do it. I love it. 
And I love the personalized coffee I get from Trade Coffee because let me tell you right now, I know that what I like and what you like, it's not the same. You like your coffee probably a little bit lighter. Me, give it to me to where I'm jittery for the rest of the day because I have inhaled so much caffeine that I am a living lightning rod. Uh, And this emotionally excited this late at night. Trade Coffee makes that entirely possible because they work with me to find the coffee that is right for me. All I got to do is answer a couple of questions and I got it personalized. All the varieties of coffees that I like delivered fresh to me as often as I like with what I love, no gimmicks. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee. You can do it as whole beans or ground like me, however you brew it at home. And they're going to guarantee so much that you'll love the coffee that they're going to replace it for free. They'll work with you even afterwards to find out what it is was wrong. Get you set up with the kind of coffee you like. That is how confident they are that you are going to love what they're giving to you. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. 40 cups, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. You can get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. Let Trade find you a coffee you are going to love. That is drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you may as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed. So your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim that 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Week six in the CFL, as we said, back up to four games. And uh, we're going to give you some of our favorite bets for the weekend. Jim, I'll start with you. What What's one of the favorite things you're looking at so far? Okay, taking a look. I'm Call me a fanboy all you want. This Rough Riders line is so fishy. I love the Rough Riders minus three. Maybe get a little... I might do a little alternative spread. You get a minus five, blow it up to plus 120. Dang, look at you. You get so degen, and I love it. This is this is the alchemy lab of, of CFL betting. I don't think you get this anywhere else. I do, oh, dude. The degenness, <laughs> it just flows in my blood. Uh, I love it. Um, all right, look, I'm going to give you a an alternate, too. I'm going to give you the Stamps money line on the first half. They've got them at plus 135. At the end of the first half, I, I feel like this is an opportunity where the Stampeders can, as we talked about before, 
dominate the clock, especially early, to where they'll probably go into halftime with a lead. Whether they keep that or not, we hope they do because we're both on the stamps to win this game. But at the very least, they'll probably go into halftime with the lead. It doesn't even have to be that much. It could even be just a two-point, three-point lead uh, to cash this out. But I, I have a strong feeling that the Stamps are going to get out to an early lead here and and probably just whittle the clock away and, and do enough to keep up with the Bombers in the second half to keep away uh, and, and sort of keep the score where it's at and win at the end. like that play. I like that a lot. I am probably also going to take Calgary first half, like spread, money line, give it to me. Oh, boy, there's so many different ones I want to do. You know what I might do? I don't have the odds for it right now. But I might take an underdog money line round robin parlay. Ooh, look at you. Because I I know for sure I bet a, I bet so much that at least two of these hit. I think all three hit. I, you I know, all three hit. yeah, this is, this is the week that it could happen too. I, I mean, we always talk about a lot of times those, those underdog round robbers, but this, this week seems like one of those weeks that this could, cause the, the way this is shaping up, especially a trap game, like the, uh, like we talk about for the bombers and then, you know, obviously the, the riders being what they are. I don't think that's one that's going to hit, but yeah, the Elks being underdogs right now, that's definitely something that could hit and, and Ottawa. We just talked about it. That's something that could hit, too. I love the Ottawa money line. I love that one. I like the Elks money line, Calgary money line. I, I'm i all dog this week. I'm all dog. I, man, I keep flip-flopping with this Calgary-Winnipeg total. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you one real quick, and then we'll wrap up with one more. Uh, I, I like the Ottawa Red Blacks first quarter money line. Uh, at plus 155, we're, we're talking about getting out to leads. And look, Hamilton has not been the greatest at keep uh, getting leads in the first quarter. So I, I'm okay with taking the the Ottawa Red Blacks because at least they've managed to do a, a few things in the first quarter, even if it is kicking field goals. But uh, I, I definitely like the Ottawa first, uh, first quarter money line at plus 155. I like that one a lot. I also... Like, why don't I just take Saskatchewan to win, to win the first quarter, first half, and full game? Ooh, what's that at? To Are dominate. You- I can't get the parlay odds on it. <laughs> I, I don't have the calculator, but I'll, I'm going to bet that. Uh, I love it. Wire to wire? Wire to wire, why not? Give it to me. All right. Uh, okay, and then my last one is definitely going to be that under for the Ottawa game. Uh, under 45 and a half. Uh, yeah, that's that. This is that's not going to be a high scoring game. I think my oh God. Okay. So my two favorites are the Saskatchewan minus three and the Elks plus seven and a half. Those are my two favorites. Beautiful. Lock them in. We will, we will recap those as well and, and keep you updated as lines shift in the discord channel. So make sure you join the spring football discord. It is now solely CFF for the t- uh, CFL for the time being, because uh, every other league is sort of in limbo right now. Yeah, until we get until we get those juicy XFL futures. Uh, <laughs> until we get those juicy it's XFL teams. CFL. And we'll, like, we're talking the games, like, we're talking lines until the game happens on Thursday night. It Like, lines, DFS, we're talking it all. Indeed. So get in that Discord channel because, uh, yeah, because we'll keep supplementing 
as the week goes on. Uh, all right, Jim, we've wrapped up another betting episode. Why don't we let everybody know where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at XFL Jim. You can find me on YouTube at XFL Jim as well. I got a lot going on. XFL Showcase is hopefully coming up within the month, if not early August. Uh, and then also a new Bud Light Seltzer drop, so I got to do a review on that. Lots going on over at the XFL Jim YouTube channel. Remember the Celtics? That was fun. Oh, I, I still review every Bud Light Seltzer that comes out because, to me, they're still the prevailing sponsor of the XFL. Hell yeah, I still got my Celtics shirt. I love it. We're going to have to come up with some CFL version of that. Chug a bottle of maple syrup. Chug a bottle of the bat, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, enjoy the weekend of CFL football, everybody. Uh, hopefully you cash some tickets again. Join us in the Discord. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez, And, of course, uh, just to stay up to, da- up to date in that Discord channel. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, everybody. Enjoy the three downs. Enjoy the weekend. And until next time, let it ride. <laughs>